Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. It's officially spring. That means March Madness is in full swing. MLS soccer is off and running. The playoff pictures for both NBA and NHL are looking more in focus. And the start of baseball season is a couple short weeks away. This spring, we're also getting bonus baseball with the World Baseball Classic. That's a lot going on in sports, and we've got it covered for you. UCLA, Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Galaxy, Angels, Dodgers, and Team USA Baseball. To help us talk about all your favorite teams, we have a special guest who I'm going to go out on a limb and say has probably been to more L.A. home games than any of us by far. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. fair. But before we get there, let's welcome the guys. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. USA! 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 Darren Besa! USA! 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 And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira! USA! 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 I wasn't going to break the chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to keep it going. Well done. If Ben had been here, he would have he he broke it he for sure. Oh, totally. yeah. 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 Ben is out. He, he just flew in from Nashville. I think he was at the Nashville Museum for the TV oh, I show. He, I was going to say, I thought, I thought he was there for the Nashville convention. Yeah, yeah probably, TV show. Probably. Yeah. Not, not the real Nashville. It was a Nashville convention. <laughs> Yeah, convention. That, that thing. All right, yeah. enough about Ben. Let's go. Enough about Ben. <laughs> we got a guest here Woo! who is kind of a big deal. I got to be honest. He's a man whose voice I'd be willing to bet 99% of you out there have heard. Uh, he's has one of the best seats in the house for both the Angels and Galaxy home games. And there's actually a championship ring in this room That's right crazy. now. crazy. Nice. Yes. We, Absolutely We crazy. all got to touch it. Yes. The yeah. ring. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you preface. Yeah, I'm we glad you finished that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. It's sparkly. Yeah. Yeah, he's already started stripping, too. So <laughs> let's get him. Let's welcome stadium announcer for the Angels and Galaxy, Michael Araujo. Yes. Woo! Love it. Well done. <laughs> he is sitting in Ben's seat. He is channeling his uh, inner Ben. Hello, hello. Good to have you, Michael. Thanks for making the trip out here. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, stadium announcer for both the Galaxy and the Angels. Correct. That, I mean, that seems like a Not gig bad. that oh, yeah. is, I can't think of much better. Like, that is incredible. How did you, how'd you get into that? I totally backed into it. I was, I was working for the Galaxy. I started, I went to the very first game as a fan. I... I had a friend who was working there, Scott Lawrence, who pulled me in to start volunteering in that very first season, game two. Uh-huh. About halfway through the season, they started paying those of us that they wanted to kind of keep around. And so I was just doing random odds and ends. My main gig for the first season, talk about sweet gigs. I was, I sat at the scores table, the referees table, in between the team benches on the field. Wow. And I relayed information up to the press box, substitutions, any goal clarifications, cards, so, oh, for the cool. announcer to oh. say. So how many times did you say Andrew Shue? <laughs> Not very many. Good old Andrew Shue. <laughs> but hey, you know, it was a little star power when uh, just awesome. starting out. So yeah, it was, I mean, I have, there were stories, you know, coaches, because back in those days, the... The officials did not keep the official time on the field. It was the actual scoreboard that was the real time. So the officials would have to, you know, cross their arms like this to indicate stop the clock. Okay. And sometimes whoever was running the clock would miss that mark, and, and so they wouldn't stop it. And there was one instance we were playing Kansas City, 
and the coach came over because they were losing and the clock is still running and the refs trying to get the clock stopped. And we were, it was so, you know, it was 1996. So we didn't have uh, clear comm communication. We were using handheld radios. So it was all oh, one wow. way communication. So if someone's talking, you <laughs> can't. Else, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my job was to relay that information over the radio to stop the clock. And I'm trying to do it, but there's other people chattering on the channel and the, Coach comes over and he literally grabs the antenna of my radio, <laughs> yanks it out of my hand and slams it down Ooh. and says, he's, well, and he had some expletives, but telling <laughs> me to stop the clock. And I looked at him and I, I mean, I don't know. The only thing I could say is, well, I can't do it now. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. my radio. <laughs> yeah. So they finally got the clock stopped, reset it, whatever. Oh. But yeah, so I mean, it was, that was my first kind of gig with the the galaxy as far as a regular thing. And then I ended up a few years later in the production booth and how I actually got started into the announcing piece. Cause I have no background in it other than uh, being really? in the shower or that's crazy, uh -huh. you know, um, karaoke or anything. No, I'm not <laughs> no? karaoke, but I, I used to uh, work at some youth camps and, and I do remember late at night, some of the staff, we'd go into the, you know, dining hall, whatever, they had a PA system. And I do remember, you know, doing like Laker intros, you know, <laughs> and it's fourth year out of Auburn, coming, you know, and I, so That's I would cool. do it. But it wasn't ever anything that I like dreamed, oh, I got to do this someday. It was just something, I don't know, that I just did uh, for fun. So we were working a game at Cal State Fullerton, and it was a doubleheader. And the first game, our regular guy, he wasn't available. And so we brought in a backup, but he had a really thick Spanish accent. Uh -huh. And so my my producer, well, I was I was producing the show. So basically I was in charge of all the audiovisual elements and making sure that everything happened in time with what was going on on the field. So that was my job. But at Fullerton, there's not a whole lot of production yeah. piece. So... Uh, but in between games, my boss, I, he calls me down to the field. I meet with him and he says, who is this guy? I'm like, it's Fernando. What are you talking about? You hired him. He's like, he's, get rid of him. Oh, and I'm like, wow. okay, so we won't use him for any more games. And he's like, no, now. I'm like, what do you mean now? We have another game. He's like, yeah, now. Wow. And I the said, people of Fullerton have spoken. <laughs> <right? laughs> and, and I said, so who's going to announce the second game? He's like, you do it. And walks away. That was oh, wow. it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness. So I go up there and, and I'm still, you know, friends with uh, Fernando. And, but I go up there and, and I said, Fernando, uh, thank you, but uh, you're you're good for the day. He's like, but there's another game. And he, he, he talked about it. Welcome to Costa Fullerton. And, and he, I said, yeah, well, they don't, they don't want you to do it. And he says, oh, who's going to do it? And I said, I have to do it. And he's that's like, the yeah, that's he's like, crazy. Okay, well, I'm still getting paid. Well, you have fun, buddy. And he's a great guy. And, that's awesome. And, and so he took it in stride. He's a pro. And so he, he left, and I did the game. So anytime thereafter, we had a game at Cal State Fullerton. I was the announcer. I was running the clock, the scoreboard, the okay. uh, matrix board, music. I was everything. So wow. Put the symbols with your knees. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Nice. Yeah. So, so that was what I was doing. And then it was in the 2002 season. I had a real job, and, and it just wasn't that much fun anymore. It was a lot of work, and I had to go and prep and stress, and, and uh, you know, the production was getting a little more advanced. And so I just decided, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to walk away from this. And so 
my boss was a friend of mine, and so I told him I don't want to leave you high and dry. Uh, and I know we just we were one game into the season, so I'm going to step down, but I'm going to I'll train someone for you. And you know, about midway through the season, I'll step out. So we went through that process. We did it. Uh, they did this huge farewell for me because <laughs> I told him I said the last uh, game, yeah. don't pay me. I want like twenty tickets for friends and family to come. Oh, very and, cool. There you, go. you know, nice. I just and just have me do a ceremonial first kick or a coin toss something. And I mean, he did it up. He presented me with a jersey with my name on it. Oh wow! He, nice. I was in the ceremonial coin toss, the first kick, team photo. I did presented the MVP at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you start up front? Too? Right. <laughs> 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 I had 26. I subbed in the 86. Uh, I, I had uh, 26 friends and family there. So, I mean, it, it was the That's dream awesome. farewell. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I was out one game, the 4th of July game in 2002, and then our announcer got offered a gig with the Dallas Cowboys. So he up and moved to Dallas, oh, and wow. they reached out to me and said, hey, Victor's gone. Can you fill in for one game uh, this this Saturday? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it seems uh-huh. interesting. So I did it, loved it. And I thought, oh man, I got to call them on Monday and see if I can finish out the season. And they called me on Monday and said, do you want to finish out the season? Ah, said, oh, perfect. Yes, wow. I yes, I do. It didn't quite yeah. end there. The, the, um, the end of the season, we were they won the MLS Cup, first one, after like five appearances, <laughs> and and then we were moving to at the time the Home Depot Center, and so their target was kind of a celebrity voice. They were trying to really hype up everything, and but as the chips fell, there were changes in leadership, and so two weeks before the season, they called Jim LaScala called me and, and said, Hey, do you want to be our announcer? And I said, Yes. That's cool. That's awesome. So that was two thousand three. Nice. It was my first full season, but I finished two thousand two. Nice. Was anybody pissed like uh Landon Donovan retiring and then coming back? I mean you getting that retirement. Well no, they didn't but but I had coworkers who were like what the heck, man? So yeah. that's what I I just got to say. I'm going to retire for one day and then give me a drink and then come back. And so, yeah, I, I did get uh, well played. Well played. Nice. Right? You know, hey. So then, how'd you parlay that into the Angels gig? Or, or I, mean, I, the- I, I didn't. I, I just got kind of right place, right time. So, uh, so I had been the announcer for, let's see, 02 to uh, 2013, 11, 12 seasons. And and it's funny because I really didn't get much work outside of StubHub Center. Uh, you know, I did a, a De La Hoya fight, but it was oh. at StubHub Center. Okay. I did um, Oscar still, De La Hoya or yeah. Frank De La Hoya? <laughs> on this show, you got to clarify. I Actually, it was Joe. By the way, it's still very yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did a motocross event. At StubHub Center, so so any any gig that I got uh, was pretty much at StubHub. So never really felt like okay, you know, I've made it. I am I'm in the industry, and I'm whatever. It was just I never really had that kind of vote of confidence, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so it was uh, twenty. Well, 2012, David Courtney passed away, and so it was in early 2013 that the Angels had reached out to to different organizations and obviously David Courtney was the public address announcer for the Kings. Yes. And so so he uh, my now boss Peter Bull he'd reached out to to Wade Lowy who's one of the head guys at at Staples and it's funny because I, I'm sharing that name because up until 
a week and a half ago, and we'll talk about it later, but that All-Star Chefs Classic, I didn't know this part of the story. So okay. I thought that the Angels had reached out to my boss, Danny Zollers, who was the Kings guy. Uh-huh. But they'd actually reached out to Wade Lowy, who I know, but I've never really worked for, haven't had much interaction with. But he thought enough of me to say, well, you know who you should talk to is Mike Rajo, the Galaxy wow, guy. That's very cool. He's great and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that it was Danny saying, you got to talk to our Galaxy guy. Mm-hmm. He knows all the Angels history, all yeah. that. But it, it wasn't. It was It was a combination of both of them giving that vote of confidence. So uh, Danny called me up when I was at work and he said, hey, the angels want to talk to you. I'm like, uh, is there a camera here or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, Are you messing yeah. with me? Don't mess with me. This is not cool. Yeah. Uh, and and so he said, no, send here's their info. Send them your resume or whatever. And so I reached out to them and uh, about they, they responded, said, we'll be in touch in about a week. A week later, they said, we'd like you to come down to the stadium to just kind of meet with us. So I went down to the stadium, met with Peter Bull and Tim Mead, and it was just kind of a conversation. They wanted to get to know people. From my understanding, it was approximately eight people that they were talking to. And from there... Was it other stadium announcers? Like... Uh, like I imagine again, you get, do you guys have a Christmas party or, yeah. or something? A union or something? I, I heard the Micro Machines guy was in the, in the <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Wow, you beat him out. That's really good. I don't, I don't That's know, amazing. honestly. I, I've heard rumblings of, of some people, but, but gotcha. nothing for sure. And so of those eight, they invited three of us to spring training a week later. And uh, I went out and it was a, it was a turnaround. Uh, I've been... To you know, I've been to Angel Games for years and years and years, but never had gone to spring training. So, and that's still to this day my only spring training game that I've ever been oh, to wow. was okay. the one that, that for my audition. That's yeah, so awesome. so I uh, I on it was a Monday. I left work and picked up my wife and we from work and continued out to Arizona. Spent the night. I did the game the next day and drove home that night. And went back to work on Wednesday. Wow, and I. Had no idea how it went. Uh, the The only thing that I, I truly remember crystal clear was the – I had never done a baseball game. I had only done soccer, and so I – I didn't really have a routine or anything. Uh-huh. And so, you know, the people there were very nice. They were, you know, trying to help me out. And actually the announcer who does the Angel Spring training games, he was there as well to kind of help and, okay. and coach and so forth. So he uh, he recommends that I use the long score sheet that MLB produces for, you know, the rosters. And he said, you know, for the intros, write those in your script, but then in game, just use this sheet. It's much better. It's easier, and so forth. So I don't know any better. Okay, it sounds good. So I do it, and now it's time for the first batter to come up. And I'd written all the names four pages back uh, in the script, so you know it's not necessarily it's not open, and they don't have a mic stand there. So I'm operating with just one hand. I've got to click on and off the microphone. Okay, and so the first batter is about to come up, and I you know, pretty calmly reach over and I grab the sheet that has all the players and I look at the first one and it says left field, number eight, Bloomquist. <laughs> and I freeze. I'm like, Bloomquist who? What's his yeah. first name? Uh, right. uh, and so I can't put the mic <laughs> oh, down. No. He was Brazilian. One-handed, I'm trying to flip the script back, and I can't. And my boss is behind me. He's like, you got to announce him. You got to introduce him. Go now. Go now. So I just turn on the mic, and I said, leading off for the Diamondbacks, left fielder, 
Number eight, Willie Bloomquist. I turn off the mic, I drop it, and I scramble to look at the page. Oh, thank God, that was right. That was right. Oh, wow. Did you guess or did you see well, his name? I, I, I just started racking my brain. Like, yeah. Who's Bloomquist? Who? And Willie Bloomquist <laughs> came to, awesome. came to okay. mind. And so my boss now, he, he says, How, what happened is they didn't have the first names on there, so I didn't know what to do, I, and, and I couldn't get back to that page. And he's like, how'd you get it? And I, I just started racking my brain. Who's Bloomquist? Willie Bloomquist. That's, that's what came out. And I told him right then in that moment, I said, because I, I looked at the roster, and number eight on the lineup for Arizona was McDonald. And I said, I'm just glad McDonald wasn't leading off because I'm pretty sure I would have said Ronald. <laughs> right. awesome. I mean, it was brutal. But what it did is it, it showed, Love one, it. that I could work under pressure. Two, yeah. that I, I did know baseball. And so, nice. forth. so that was that was that's, that's so nice. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were obviously a Galaxy fan. I mean, because you started working right from the beginning. Yeah. How yeah. about how about the Angels? Were you an Angel fan before getting the gig with the team? Yeah. Or? You know, that's an interesting one because for Galaxy, I mean, I was in my twenties, so I didn't. It's not like I grew up with them. Mm. You know, they started when I was already well uh, along in life, and so I I was a fan, but definitely a different kind of fan because I was working for the team from the get-go but we, not the gecko by the way <laughs> drives me crazy when you hear I work with kids and yeah. they say from the gecko I'm like do you know it's not the gecko it's not an animal anyway sidebar but as as a kid I was definitely an Angels fan uh, my brother and I when we were you know eight seven eight years old we uh, two things that we did that was kind of crazy uh well this one wasn't so crazy but we would write letters to gene autry and really? a couple times we got responses on his little letterhead oh, and stuff. Wow. We were, like we were over the moon yeah uh, you know we were on a trip to northern california and and i'm looking at the map and and we're kind of near yosemite and i i uh, see on the map that there's a city called angels camp i'm like dad we have got to go there. It's like, why? Like, it's called Angels Camp. Are you kidding? Yeah. We have to go there. And he's like, uh, what are we going to do there? I, I just get a sign, a picture with the sign. I don't care. I got to be in Angels Camp. So we drove 30 miles out of the way, and wow, I got my picture of me so pointing awesome. at the sign Angels yeah. Camp. Um, and then, but the craziest one just tells you the the kind of time. Uh, the local 7-Eleven owner, he had season tickets, and my brother and I, he would sometimes give us two tickets. Oh. And my parents, I mean, I, we couldn't have been more than, you know, 10 and 12. Uh -huh. And my parents would drive us from Laverne down to the stadium, drop us off, say, all right, have fun. <laughs> and here we go into the yeah. game and, and watch the game. And uh. I don't even know how we found them afterwards, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, you know, cell phones. Yeah, no cell phones. Right. So... <laughs> They were just there waiting for us when we came out. We're happy as can be. But yeah, yeah so totally grew up an Angels fan. You know, had uh, actually a mini plan that I shared with my buddy and uh, before I got the gig. In fact, yeah. the last, uh, my first season as the announcer, I still had the tickets because we'd already committed. Uh, so <laughs> so I had tickets to games that I was working. Yeah. But, You're uh, like, you know what? I'm going to go. I got some better <laughs> seats. Right. Uh, you can have mine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to... Uh, you know, multiple playoff games. I was at uh, game, oh, which one was it? I think game three against the Yankees in 02, uh, game five when they clinched against the Twins, and then game six and seven of the World Series. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. cool. So, so if, you know, when people would ask me when I was doing Galaxies, like, okay, so what's your dream announcer job? It was always Angels. Oh, so, wow. How cool is that? Yeah, so, charmed life. <laughs> that charmed is life. awesome. Seriously. So, that going awesome. to the game as a kid, though, were, were you listening to David Courtney then? Because he was 
announcing well, for quite some time. He was. He, I want to say he was 18 years. 18 years for or the so, Angels. yeah, 19 years. Uh, so, but sadly, I'm I'm old. So when uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, it was actually a, a gentleman named Dennis Packer. Okay, and he, I believe, he's still the Chargers announcer, but at the time, he was the Angels announcer, and he did yes. USC football for a long time as okay. well, and the Clippers. So, uh, but I had the I had the chance to meet him. He was filling in at a Galaxy game, mm-hmm. and he does a sound check, and I didn't know him from Adam, and but then he does a sound check, and I turn my head and I'm like, wait a second, who are you? What I mean, I know your name's Dennis, but what do you do? Who else have you announced for? And he's like, oh, well, he's got this you know, yeah. super rich, yeah. deep voice. And uh, he says, I'm the announcer for the, or I was the announcer for the Angels, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. And and David Courtney, I was a huge fan. He also filled in at Galaxy and, and it was just like, so, you know, as much as I, I think it's silly because it's just a job. I'm just whatever. Um, I also I do get the specialness sure. of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get it for me, but I get it. Like I was on the other side for sure. Like David yeah. Courtney was like, I mean, I would see him, you know, run into him at places, and I'm like, should I go say hi? Like, I mean, I met him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know, I don't want to bother him. Uh, so yeah, I usually wouldn't. But <clears throat> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, Darren's actually wanting to ask for your autograph. It's it's just that's that's just a subtle way bit. of doing it. <laughs> well, I did try on the ring already. So. <laughs> Wait, wait, you tried it on? Not cool. You're like Uh We did say he's wearing his Galaxy Championship ring from 2014. Is that right? Yes. That is. And his shorts. Galaxy shorts. It's a good looking ring. Yes, yes. So he he showed up in jeans, which Eric did also. We need to send out a a corporate memo. It's It's raining. This isn't guys in jeans. Pod with heart. It's Southern Hammer. California, I knew buddy. I was going to get shit for that. Yeah. <laughs> but Michael shows up in jeans. We just got to tell this. You got to tell the story. Before the show, yeah. he's giving Eric crap for wearing jeans, and then he stands up. He's like, I promise this isn't going to get weird. And then he proceeds to unbuckle his pants. We're like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of stadium announcer is this? <laughs> and then he takes the jeans off, got galaxy shorts underneath. Yeah. Well done, Michael. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Great move. Wait, no, no. And thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Almost messed up. (laughs) (laughs) I was sweating here. I have a question (laughs) since you mentioned it. When did that start? Because that wasn't always the case. It started started in June of 2012. And if you want to explain to the rest of the guys what the thank you and you're welcome yeah, yes. I don't. I yeah. don't get no, that. No, yeah, yeah. So, uh, meaning you don't, you're not familiar with it. I'm not. Okay, so I mean, I know since I was a kid, you're supposed to you know, <laughs> say polite. Thank you. Mom taught it, but uh, no. So, so it's actually uh, from my experience. It's a Bundesliga tradition. So in Germany, and and I went to a Bayern Munich game in 2006, and I experienced this. I was like, what on earth is this? And what it is is when the home team scores a goal, the announcer announces who scored the goal but they only say the first name and then the entire stadium yells the last name and then they say it again a second time and the whole stadium yells the last name and they say the first name a third time the whole stadium yells the last name and then he pauses and he says Dankeschön and the whole stadium is bitte schön, which thank you, you're welcome. Yeah. And so, so I had come back from that experience. I'm like, oh, we got to do this. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And 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 to their credit, they said, ah, you know, it, it it sounds fun, it sounds interesting, but 
we can't. We, they didn't want to force anything on the fans. Uh-huh. So I totally get it. And and in 2012, the supporter groups, Angel City Brigade and and I believe Riot Squad, maybe even the Galaxians, came to the front office and said, "We want to try this." And so I actually found out the day of that we were starting it. Uh, they said, hey, so this is what we're going to They're trying to explain it to me. I'm like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this before, and it's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, I'm on board. And so we didn't have it all worked out. The first game was a little clunky. Uh, oh, man, the worst, the worst <laughs> one. Because, you know, no problem. It, it, uh Center uh, at yeah, center field, <laughs> mixing sports. Um, at forward number seven, Robbie Keen, right? Everybody, had, no problem. But what do you do? And this was our and moments before. Oh. What do you do when there's only one name? So we had a couple players. We had Leonardo, who had only one name because they're Brazilian. They just uh-huh. go by, and we had Janino. So Janino was first, and actually, I don't know. I think he was starting. I don't think Leonardo was. And we're like, what do we do? What do we do? So we uh, do I say just like half of the first name and then they say that. So so we just go with it. We didn't say it. We just said, do we say the first half of the name? And so I end up saying in the midfield, number 19, Jew. The moment I turned off my mic after the announcement, like, okay, I'm not saying yeah. just the first half. Did I just say Jew into the stadium? Yeah, bad move. All right. So we learned from that first game. We tried it on substitutions. It didn't work. Um, we tried it on goals, and it kind of worked, but... I only said it once, so I said the first name, and then they said the last name, kind of, kind of, sorta. Uh-huh. And and we prompted the crowd. We actually, you guys had Jay Flats in here, and he was our in-stadium host at the time. Okay, so he was kind of in that game. He was prepping them pregame and kind of walking them through. This is what we're going to be doing. So because it was so new and no one knew it, so uh, that was that was the the first go at it. And it was it was okay, but then I went home and I because I I mean it was so impactful the first time I experienced it I recorded it I was you know glad that they'd scored four goals because I was able to get uh, uh. you know record it multiple times and and so I listened to it and one thing that they did on the goals is they said the first name three times and you know so they did the whole repetition which then allows it to kind of build because okay. someone who's who's never been there the first time the yeah. first time yeah. they hear it and they're like wait what what just happened huh? what am i supposed yeah. to do yeah and then the second <laughs> time they kind of catch oh okay and by the third time they're screaming their gotcha. hearts out too yes. and but then the other thing that i heard on the the video that i'd taken was the the thank you and you're welcome and so i told my boss like you gotta let me try this just once let me just do it once and see what happens and so the first time i said thank you there was a spattering of your welcome and he's like okay we got some we got some yeah so we'll try it one more time and we did and so then it just took Took over it's a great story nice that is so cool oh man we could talk to you all night but (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break and then come back with more on your amazing job which we are all incredibly (laughs) jealous of but also we got to talk some sports we'll talk ucla lakers clippers angels uh the world baseball classic galaxy of course all that yeah right after this 
You love guys in short sports. Sometimes yeah. you don't have to spit on it to get it in, you know? <laughs> and you love your LA King. We've gone on a 3-0 losing streak, getting bit Ouch. by the Coyotes, Panthers, Ducks. Oh, bad puns, yeah. really. <laughs> that was for you, James. <laughs> Thanks. Now you get the best of both with the Guys in Shorts Kings show. I now have all-star blue balls now. Thank you very yeah. much. Because you already jinxed the jinx. You can't do that shit. No, you blame Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd they lose? Brexit. Brexit. We All fly right. at 11. <laughs> Search Guys in Shorts King Show on iTunes or SoundCloud. We are back. And Michael Araujo is here telling us some amazing stories, all that stuff. I saw on Twitter you're doing the uh, All-Star Chef Classic. LA All-Star all Chef it? Classic. Okay. Uh, what, what is that? That's a real sport. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a. it was an AEG event that they put on. It was a, a four-day event, and it was basically all of these master chefs. Each night had a different theme. First night was French masters, then Italian, American, and then East-West, which was like a fusion Asian fusion. And so they had celebrity chefs like Curtis Stone, Ludo Lefebvre, different people well-known and, and these amazing chefs because I did get to sample some of the food, which was awesome. Really? And then, I and would then, imagine. That's oh, a perk yeah. of a job. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. I didn't there get to go. taste them all, but yeah. it was it was pretty good what I did. And so, and then we had we celebrity get it. hosts. Your job is better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I hate you. Um, <laughs> No, and so, and then we had celebrity hosts. Uh, the most notable was by far uh, Valerie Bertinelli. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, my job was basically to, you know, we did it kind of uh, sports theme style, almost like WWE, just big open <laughs> video that makes, you know, cutting potatoes look amazing. And, uh, <laughs> That's a yeah. Hard job. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, it was pretty awesome. You know, it had music, the lights, and, and everything. And then I come in with the, you know, the announcement of something, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All-Star Chef Classic. We're excited to have you here. We're, we know you're excited to be here. So let's get started. It's time to introduce our chefs leading off all the way from Paris, France. He's got two restaurants in the 11th arrondissement. Le Chateaubriand and Le Dauphin. Ladies and gentlemen, Anaki Aspetarte. That's awesome. That was so cool. Something like that. I don't know exactly. But, and then, and, you know, and it's like a headshot of him just like it were Mike Trout and uh, and then he comes out he's you know oh. they're showing up on the board because in this this was literally on the roof of the parking lot across from Staples in and LA Live wow. and and so it's on the roof but they built this huge tent it's a like a 300 person seated uh dining table <laughs> in the round wow. and with four kitchens in the middle and so yeah it was just kind of a big event but they wanted to go sports themed and so uh but in the center of it i mean imagine you're at, at staples and you've got the four screens uh -huh. all around they had it in restaurant stadium so oh, that's, that's cool yeah, yeah. it was pretty intense and then introduced you know each chef big with the headshot and so forth <laughs> and then the awesome. the uh the chef and then and then I went around and throughout the night I would kind of find someone who basically had an empty seat next to him and say hey you want to ask a question of the chef and and so at some point Valerie would say hey Mike's in the crowd with someone who do you got Mike and you know I'm here with Jeff from Long Beach and he's got a question for Chef Curtis and then you'd ask your question and go yeah, from there so that's cool yeah it was fun 
Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. As long as we're talking about food, who has the better food, Galaxy or the Angels? Oh, now are we talking in stadium or for me? Oh, Ooh, interesting. Oh, uh, I did not see that. <laughs> well, we've heard about the the cookies and the the spread that you guys have up at the the Galaxy from Josh Guessman. Okay. Although you stay away from the churros, right? That's what he said. I, well, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but not for well, any what? real reason. I just, you know. right, well, how about both? Who's got... Uh, okay, I mean, do well, you have an answer? Is it well, different? I, I mean, it, it, it's a little hard for me to answer regarding Galaxy because I don't actually eat in the stadium. Oh, I get concessions right, with the common folk. And, and that's right. <laughs> You're up in that ivory tower. And he's just turning <laughs> the screws. <laughs> Is he your boy? And like no, the, the well, shorts no, no, no. come after me. Listen, I'm on your team. I got you covered. You know? uh, so, but but I feel like at Angels, you know, I mean, it was recent enough that I used to eat in the stadium and so forth. But um, the, all I can say is for Galaxy, I think they're doing some cool stuff with bringing in food trucks mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that, yeah, which yeah, really they, give they, a different, yeah, really well. cool. different yeah. experience. And so it's not that same just oh, hot dog, huh, yeah. you Still know, which pretzel. it was for a long time. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I feel like they've really done some good stuff and they get to mix it up. And, yeah. and the Rock and Brews piece is mm-hmm. a, a cool addition. So, I mean, just from that standpoint, I would say Galaxy has definitely some cool stuff. But, I mean, there's that big old barbecue pit at Angels. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you can get all sorts of stuff there. Legend dog with the... The hot dog with the brisket on it, right? Yeah. I mean, so not terrible. There's there's good stuff <laughs> at both. It's just I think a little bit different. But for me, uh, so I have to say, Angels hands down. But it, it comes with a caveat. There's nothing wrong with the Galaxy <laughs> meal. Uh-huh. Uh, well, other than oh, actually, it might be a tie. He's conflicted. True company man. You'll see why. No, you'll see why. So Galaxy, it's kind of a singular spread. Like there's always a salad, but it's a pretty basic salad, whatever. Uh, no toppings. It's all kind of pre-mixed, and then it's usually tacos. Uh, you got chicken, you got beef, and maybe some beans and rice, or maybe some vegetables, and that's pretty much it. So, like, you either eat it or you don't. Uh-huh. That's kind of the, <laughs> sure. the option. But it's free. Mm. Ah, yes, that's a huge get, right? Sure, it's free Absolutely. food always tastes better. <laughs> Very true. At Angels, they have a spread. So you go, and they've got two to three vegetable choices they've got two to three protein choices they have a full salad bar with you know all sorts of you know from olives to garbanzo beans to cucumbers to egg to cheese uh everything they've got you know some sandwiches like subway type not subway but you know like uh um deli meats yeah deli meats you know pre-made sandwiches sitting there uh they've got desserts if i want to go get i never do but if i want to go get one of those cookie sandwiches that they sell in concessions i can get that i I can get cracker jacks yes they have desserts uh cookies brownies usually some sort of other stuff it's just they have the whole spread coffee tea soda um the the soft serve ice cream i mean it's literally the spread and i mean the the spread is is no joke either it's not like uh you know just hot dogs which you can get hot dogs too by the way um and it so it's five bucks and how can i go wrong but i mean they'll have lasagna they'll have tri-tip they'll have uh salmon 
You name it. I, I love it. I, I heard that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I heard that that's actually called the Albert Pujol spread, so you guys could pay for his contract. Is that is that wrong? Or five, my five, five bucks for Pujols? Five bucks yeah. for Pujols? Yeah, yeah. that's well, what I think it's called. Five. He's number five. Yeah. That's that's so I'm just no, saying. No coincidence. I'm just and saying. It, it actually does cost more for media, but that's the staff <laughs> price. Uh, Michael, like my, my daughter's going to be disappointed because she loves the Angels... Uh, World famous orange chicken from Panda oh, Express. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've eaten there. It's good. It's good. The angels it's good. Every time I go to the stadium, my eight-year-old daughter, Dad, let's get some orange chicken from yeah. Panda Express. <laughs> I mean, it's restaurant quality. Right. It is no different if you're getting it down the street right. or in the That's stadium. Right. It's same oh, quality. Yeah. Good stuff. Quality stuff. Good stuff. I love it. I love Panda actually. All right, let's talk some. <laughs> let's talk some sports news. Where shall we start? How about uh, well UCLA? We're uh, marching March into Madness. Uh, March Madness. They beat Kent State ninety-seven eighty in the first round. Cincinnati seventy-nine sixty-seven in the second round, and are taking on Kentucky this Friday in the Sweet Sixteen. It's a great matchup. It's uh, oh. you know number three versus number two, and UCLA has been very exciting to watch. You know from from what I've seen, obviously Lonzo Ball is the the circus on and off the court. <laughs> sure. So so he's going to attract the eyeballs, but he's delivered. I think he's shown that he's legit and he's he's a, a solid player. So it and, sounds like he's the real deal. Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah, and, and he he'll, is he'll the real deal. Deal. His dad, he's the real. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the only thing that scares me yeah. about him. Yeah. <laughs> but but Kentucky, Kentucky's always always there and they always have the the best recruits so yeah well, i think it's going to be a hell of a game and i was reading an article and they were talking about this is like a a, a scout's wet dream pretty much because <laughs> really? yeah Easy. because the amount of the amount of play, good players that are going to be on that court really there it's just you know minds are going to be blown like there might be you know people passed out on the <laughs> sidelines and stuff yeah it's like so it's going to be a really good game yeah and i do just want to point out even though USC was eliminated in the the second round, <laughs> they've won just as many games as UCLA. Oh, <laughs> right, right. In the first four. That's true. So, that is so true. So UCLA and, needs to win one more if they the want to one up. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sanctions, yeah. Of yeah. Course. <laughs> I'm sure that has something to do with it. But you got to admit uh, that that game against Cincinnati. I mean, that that first half, it was oh, like, yeah. what? Yeah, oh, Where's this going to go? At first, yeah. They were down by three, and then in the second half, they really kind of just turned, turned it, it on, it on mm-hmm. and yeah. and so that that had to be good to. Which is a good sign when a team can turn it on like that. That's right. That's scary against a good defensive team, no less. Yeah. Well, hopefully Daddy. they keep it going this week. All right, that's enough college talk. Let's uh, go to our favorite, <laughs> the Lakers. Are you a Lakers fan, Michael? So I grew up a Lakers fan, but uh-huh. pretty he much was I, five years ago. I but no, I just I think once I started working for the Galaxy, I started seeing the other side of sports, uh-huh. and the the only two teams that really kind of I stayed with that I really stayed a fan was the the Galaxy and the Angels, uh-huh. and then kind of loosely with the Kings because I had connections there, and you know, okay. and so I was in with the Kings. But um, the Lakers kind of fell off, and, and I, I'm sad to admit, even UCLA, I was a huge UCLA fan, and that's yeah. kind of fallen off. So well, yeah, I mean, and who wants to go to a game and sit up in the nosebleeds or anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh. I mean, I know people I can get tickets. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> This I end up in the, the Jeff suite. Just keeps getting this, better. Yeah, this is like grade school. He's just picking on you because he wants to go to the box. Oh, pretty much. Well, let's see. So Lakers, um, they have one win in their last ten, which is good news because we're yeah, we're happy about that. Ball for yep. ball, right, right. 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 Uh, ball for ball. They're twenty and fifty, which is the second worst record in basketball. 
Exciting. All right, Vic. <laughs> he said uh, the second worst record and exciting in the same sentence. Yes, right? <laughs> Hashtag fall for both. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so two weeks ago, uh, Ben talked some smack on your boy D'Angelo Russell while you weren't here. Uh, and now you're here. So now you have the opportunity to, uh, well, tell us, was Ben wrong? Ben's always wrong. I mean, that's not a question. I mean, is that really a question? I mean, come I on. Now, I'm sure you're going to back this up with stats. and, and That's what I do. And, yeah. uh, that's what it. I do. What do you got? Before we go on to D'Angelo, let, let's talk a little bit about Kobe Bryant first. Because, oh, still? Uh, we're still talking about Kobe? Oh, we're always going to be talking about Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trevor Ariza was asked by somebody in the media after uh, the game. I think it was last night or the night before. and Because, you know, James Harden's going on like on a crazy run this, this year, right? He's just... MVP material, if you're Steph Curry, if you're, uh, what's his name? Um, Westbrook. Uh, thank you, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't like that talk. But anyways, uh, so they asked him, they said, you know, uh, you know, this stretch that James Harden has had, have you seen anything like this before? And Trevor kind of smiled, and his reply was, uh, I mean, I played with Kobe, so yeah. <laughs> yeah! I love that answer. I just had to bring that up because oh, it's beautiful. It sounds so good. He's still a Laker. Yes. Mm -hmm. He really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. So now on to D'Angelo and the tankers. I mean, Lakers. <laughs> um, so when Lou Williams was traded, everybody was talking about once Lou Williams is gone, you know, they're going to start playing the young players more. They're going to get more minutes, you know, and this team's going to form a little bit better. Since that day, which was February 23rd, D'Angelo Russell has been averaging 19 and a half points, almost five assists a game, 4.75, and only 2.8 turnovers a game. And that's from a 20-year-old kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is, he 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 is the real deal. And, um... Oh, Ben is cringing yeah. right and now. That's, and I love and it. That, and that was actually including two games where he came off the bench. Because they put him on the bench, mainly because if you're tanking, you can't have somebody playing that <laughs> yeah, well. At least yes. that's my opinion is yeah. why they put him on the bench. They're like, oh, well, you know, that last game we only lost by two points. Um, you know, we're going to try him on the coming off the bench to see how he does it. You know, and this was coming off of a game where I think he scored 28 points or something. And it's like, come on, like, yeah. this is pretty obvious. Like, we're tanking. Like, we have to lose these games. These games are coming too close. And uh, so that's including... I think in those two games, he scored like 11 and 8 points or something. So even with those horrible games, he's still averaging almost 20 points a game, which is awesome, right? And um, actually, let me throw you some more numbers at you because oh, I didn't, give you, enough, didn't give you guys enough stats yet. <laughs> Love it. Uh, D'Angelo scored 40 points against the Cavs, making him the youngest Laker ever to score 40 points in a regular season game. That's younger oh, wow. than Magic, younger than Kobe, younger than Andrew Bynum. Although I guess that one doesn't really count. Um, he's <laughs> got a couple good years yeah, in there. Yeah. He's, the, he's the youngest player since LeBron to have at least 40 points and six assists with one or fewer turno turnovers. And that was in that 40-point game. So him and LeBron are, you know, it's not a bad matchup, right? <laughs> now let me ask you guys a question. Which, which Laker has the best box plus or minus this year? Who do you think that is? I'm going to guess Russell. All right. <laughs> Jeff, you wanted to yeah, take a guess? I, I would say since we're talking about him. All right. Darren, you have a wild Russell. guess? All right. Michael? No idea. Zubac. You guys are all wrong. Um, that's Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the that's the dig at... Uh, we had a texting thread going on earlier today, and Ben had to bring up... 
plus and plus minus, you know, da 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 da. So if you're telling me that, and you're telling me Larry Nance Jr. is the, the best player on this I like Laker Larry team. Nance Jr. I love him. <laughs> I'm not going to bet my future yeah. on him, though. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one of the greatest signs that we have that this team is actually really good is that four of the five starters had career nights in, in, the, in the past week. So since Lou Williams is gone, these guys have been doing really well. We're still losing. But uh, Jordan Clarkson scored 30 points on March 12th. Uh, my boy, Vika Zubak, or Zupak, as he's now becoming or Zoolander. Or Zoolander, <laughs> yeah. Had 25 on March 13th. And that kid's going to be good. I think yeah. he's actually going to be the I steal like of the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid yeah. can, he can, he has great hands. He can pass. He has a, a good feel of the game and he can, he can play defense. So he's going to be the steal of, the, of that draft. Julius Randle handled business on March 15th and he had 32 points. And as we already talked about, D'Angelo scored 40 points on uh, March 19th. So what does all this mean? I, I think what exact only thing that you can point at is that the team is trended in the right direction, not in the win or loss column, but as far as the the development of this young core. And if you can keep these these young kids together, I mean, sky is the limit, you know. And Ben had asked me, you know, when are you going to say D'Angelo is is a bust? And my answer was to him is if he doesn't keep improving, like if if next year he goes back down to you know nine ten points a game, then yeah, I mean, what are you going to do with him? But they're tanking to get Lonzo Ball. And in that last game when he scored 40 points, he played shooting guard. And I think that's totally them getting ready for Lonzo Ball <laughs> Lonzo. to be the point guard. D'Angelo is going to be the shooting guard. And when you took away the responsibilities of running the offense, the kid went off. Absolutely went off. So I'm excited for this team. And, yeah. and there's no guarantees, obviously, but they're definitely trending in the right direction. What it sounds to me is like we're getting the best of both worlds right now because we're still losing pretty much every game, but the young core is developing. They are getting those minutes and they're, I mean, you even saw against Milwaukee with the, that fight. You know, oh, you're seeing that was some awesome. Fight in yeah. them also. Yeah. So that you're seeing what you want to see out of the team. The one scary thing in the caveat, and I'll, I'll speak through the ghost of Ben Garcia here is, uh, <laughs> is you don't want to get that losing culture. You just got to right. be careful that they don't, that this doesn't become too normal for them. And so hopefully next season they can start trending and winning a few more games because there's something to be said about a team when they get used to losing. They, you know, it's it's like the the Cleveland Browns. They, it's almost like they get in their own way. So yeah. they they got to be careful not to not to to dip again. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk some Clippers really quick because uh, you know <laughs> that's how we do. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers have won five of their last ten. Uh, they actually, at time of recording, were putting the whoop on the Lakers. I'm I'm sure they probably ended up winning that game. Um, they are 42 they and 29 have. with the fifth spot in the Western Conference, second in the division. I mean, they're they're going to the playoffs. Or has anything changed? Well, they're four and five spot. That's where they're going to run into danger. Is if they keep losing and and actually OKC Thunder are breathing down their back down. You know, breathing down their back now also. And they could actually fall two spots, which is what we talked about when Chris Paul first went down was there's a danger of them falling two spots, which will hurt them a lot. But what I've heard from, uh, I've heard that Doc Rivers is actually, he doesn't mind dropping the spots as long as his team is going to be healthy. So he's, he's playing conservative once they get into the playoffs because right now it's so tight in that four and five that they may not get there. So there's talks of them even dropping to, to the seven spot, but as long as they're healthy, doc's okay with that. And so we'll see where they land, but it, yeah. it's same old, same old. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get Still, there. And then the yeah. update, they did beat the Lakers one thirty three one Oh nine. So everyone's the, doing their there job. It is. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest danger though, is if they drop, if OKC overtakes them, I think they play the as of right now. I think they're playing the Rockets in the first round, and they're they're not going to beat the Rockets. Oh, There's yeah. no way. Yeah, without mm-hmm. an injury. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the Clippers. <laughs> just keep clipping. So, yeah. Just, just, just clipping. Just keep clipping. All right, let's talk some baseball. Uh, before we get to the Angels. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the World Baseball Classic, which... We're going to the championship. Yes, yes we yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, Team USA. Love it. How about that? Michael, you've been following the, the A classic? little bit, yeah. Yeah? It, yeah, for sure. But when you said we're going, I thought I thought you guys were going and I was getting a ticket. <laughs> oh, oh. Is that not the case? I, I meant, you just meant, I meant Team we USA. is in LA <laughs> and, and, the, and the country, but... Uh, Jeff does that a lot. We should, yeah. We should yeah. go. Yeah, why yeah. not? I mean, yeah. you probably know yeah, somebody. Sure who's who's announcing the role? Top lights. I figured you'd get us some tickets. You and four of your closest friends. Yeah. <laughs> Let me call Ben. Yeah. No. Ben's not invited. Ben's not going. He won't go to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> That's right. So, he, never mind. <laughs> yeah, too much traffic. Uh, so, so World Baseball Classic, US Team USA beat Japan tonight uh, and is advancing to the championship tomorrow to night, one. which is Wednesday. Pretty exciting. And we're playing Puerto so, Rico, so we win no matter what. That's right. <laughs> it's technically USA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Puerto Rico is a providence <laughs> of state. USA. So, yeah, you're right. So we win. We win. It's over. <laughs> Congrats, USA. You need to play. <laughs> but, so there's been a lot of talk about how a lot of the big-name stars, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, uh, are not playing in the classic. Or who are those guys? Are they? Uh, um, never heard of them. <laughs> oh, not familiar. Yeah, Willie something. <laughs> you have any thoughts on on why they're not choosing to play? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's such a, a cultural thing in in many ways. I mean, in the U.S., we you know I feel like we've gotten behind the Olympics. We we've bought into that. Mm-hmm. But as far as this whole idea of national pride, and especially in in sports that uh, there's either, you know, like you look at soccer and it's we're outmatched by so many other countries uh, over over the history of the sport. And in baseball, it's like, well, how many other countries even play? And is it so, you know, that's a relatively new venture. And I just think, I mean, even, you know, watching the games, you you hear the crowds, you know, watching it on TV, and it's like you're hearing horns and drums yeah. and yeah. and all Very this stuff, and, right? Than, and I'm like, this is like a soccer game, not a baseball game, and so, so I think that vibe is is there, which again just kind of demonstrates that it's not a huge, uh, hugely backed by the American fan, because they're not the ones who were there, and so I think in turn, you know, the players. I think it also just comes at such a tough time of the year. Uh, yeah. You know, guys are trying to time. ramp up. And so, you know, because I've heard, I've read articles and, you know, some talk about Trout and, you know, how it makes sense for the pitchers not to not to necessarily commit, but the position players should because they're playing in spring training anyway. What's the difference? But, I mean, the difference is, you know, if if they're playing in a spring training game, they're, they might play, you know, three, four, five innings. They're certainly sure. not going too far past that. So they're playing a half a game and, and they're just working on, you know, technique or, you know, they're they're trying out, you know, Carlos Perez trying out a new uh, approach in his batting stance. You know, he's doing a little leg kick, different things like that. So they're they're working out kinks or trying new things against live pitching. 
And that's not the World Baseball Classic. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, for all the marbles. And so the whole game, you are grinding and, you know, it's like midseason and yet you are not in midseason form. So I think it's a tough, you know, argument to to kind of point the finger at the position players uh, because I, I just think it's at a rough time of year. I have a thought on why I think it's difficult for the fans to buy in. And it's something that you guys said while we were watching the game. When Eric Hosmer was up to bat, you said, "It's I hate rooting for that guy. Yes. I think when you've been an Angels fan or a Dodgers fan, you've been a, a fan of that team for 15, 20 years plus, and this Team USA thing is still relatively new. Sure. So, you know, like Victor said, how hard is it to root for Buster Posey uh, when you know he's a, he's a San Francisco I'm giant? I'm bald now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I think that pl- that plays a, f- a factor into getting the fans into it because when you're a, f- a baseball fans are diehard of their teams. So sure. to, to root for guys who you know play on other teams, I think is difficult for the fans. And I, I kind of want to rescind something that I said a couple episodes when we talk about it. We said, what's going to get this to be popular? And I said, USA might need to flame out, and then maybe you get the big names in there. And I think what we're seeing is maybe the opposite. Everyone loves a winner. I agree. And I think if they make it to the finals and they win this thing, other players are going to say, well, I want to play in the Classic. I want to try to win this too. So we're seeing almost the opposite. If they're seeing that you know, team, this team is going to win and we're going to put talent out there. That's going to maybe attract players more than if they flamed out. Right. So I've, I've totally flip-flopped on my, uh, on my thinking there. I agree. Yeah. I think if, if they win tomorrow or, or it's even hyped up or, or there's big numbers that, of course, you got to carry that hype for another four years when <laughs> yeah. it comes back around and maybe, maybe the excitement's worn off by them. But you hope that maybe, yeah, those big name players will say, yeah, this is, that was, I, this is that was Jeff, Jeff, so what I heard is in 2021, Trout, Kershaw, Harper, are all going to be there? Oh, that, yeah. That. <laughs> and Pujols, too. You know, oh. He'll, he'll still be playing for the Angels. <laughs> that contract ain't up yet. <laughs> I wasn't going to take it that far, but I'm glad you did. But I think you're right. It, it is, it's that cultural piece because, like, as a soccer fan— no, you know, I I cringe when I see Clint Dempsey playing for the Sounders and you know <laughs> yeah, scoring right. goals against us. But I love him. But when USA, he's on the yeah. U.S. team, it's like, yeah, go number two, come <laughs> yeah. on, bring it. And so, but I think that is it's that baseball, you know, that we haven't had that long exposure right. of seeing those situations occur where guys that we hate. Although it shouldn't be that hard with free agency nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you know, hate Hosmer one day, but if he were on our team, yeah, oh, let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 come of course, on. Of course. Yeah, of course. Know, so. uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Ain't B- Butterfly, you'd be on board before yeah, no, he ain't dried. I'd get a, <laughs> oh, I'd get a jersey. All right. Speaking of which, let's talk angels. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> We got Michael here, Why stadium not? announcer for the Angels. That's right. That's Angels. right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, the season hasn't even started. We're still a few weeks away, but uh, I mean, what do you think of the off-season moves they've made? Any uh, anything you like? Anything? Yeah. No. I mean, I I definitely I like the Cameron Maybin. I I was a big. I wanted Ben Revere a couple of years ago when he was a free agent, and mm-hmm. and so I I like that. I mean, we got him on a you know pretty reasonable price. So see yeah. what he can bring. Although I. I do wish that uh, I hope that Jeffrey Marte gets an opportunity to to really shine because I think he could be uh, yeah. a really solid uh, fourth outfielder and he's re- pretty versatile. He's an infielder as well. Um, you know, I like the the shorts. Uh, sorry, the second base. You know, Danny Espinosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, he's I, good defensively. I haven't seen him too much, but you know, he's a, a little bit of a. Uh, I don't want to say a liability, but certainly not a big average hitter, but he can mash. So, I mean, that 
there's some positive there for sure. But I mean, I think the biggest issue for him or what he's bringing is defense, and and he's definitely above the Mendoza line. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for good Ben, old that's, Mr. Mendoza. Uh, yeah, that's 200 batting average, Ben. So, so yeah, too I, much I, I like talk. The... I'm going to step away. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> he's really, really stepping. He's really stepping away. He's really leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I like the offseason moves. Uh, you know, of course, you always want to see that big splash, but uh, it just, it's, I, I after working a uh, season ticket holder event where Billy Epler did a, a kind of state of the team address with all season ticket holders, I was pretty impressed. Like, he's, he's very matter of fact. He's very uh, studied. And he, so I think he's very. <laughs> <laughs> Just showed up. Oh, good old Ben. Ben Garcia. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) There he is. Ben, meet Michael. Michael. Ben Ben just flew in from Nashville. He's, uh, oh, Michael, when he showed up, he's like, Where's Ben? <laughs> Good we man. We're so pumped that you weren't going to be here. Hey, he's smart. He knows who knows baseball around here. Yeah. Wait. We're talking to... This is Ben? This is this Ben. Is, this Wait. is Ben. This yeah. is him. But yeah. he just said he, he knows, knows baseball. baseball. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know that something line you were talking about last week. But other than that... The Mendoza line. The Mendoza line. line. There it is. Something line. <laughs> Oh, you're and just for the time. record, he did. He actually batted above 200. He his his lifetime average was something like 204, 206. Okay, but it's been just normalized. Just rounded to 200. To 200. Yeah. I love it. A little background Everybody information that, for you, Ben. ben. Yeah, I, I. You know what? I didn't know it. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I also can't it. hit from first base into the dugout. So <laughs> there's a lot I learned last weekend about myself. You can't do that. Everybody can do that. <laughs> oh, At least yeah. two out of 100 people right, can. Right. 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 <laughs> Michael listens. So That's awesome. It's knows. awesome. So oh, awesome. Ben, so you're just in time for Angels Talk. Uh, of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> you are lucky. And, and then we're going to move on to Galaxy. Oh, but, uh, perfect. Let's, <laughs> let's keep talking Angels. So, Michael, what's the argument for why the Angels are a serious competitor in their division? Don't say if they are or not. Just say what, <laughs> what the argument would be if they are. <laughs> I'll say for you. They're not. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question. I mean, obviously we all we all feel like on opening day our team's got a shot. Oh, it's because the best it, time. it's it's a fresh start. And that's about I, it. <laughs> day two, it's over. So does he have to stay here for the whole? Is that going now? We'll get rid of him. Uh, no. So, but I think the the biggest. Uh, the biggest question mark really is just is pitching. I, I think we've got, you know, good offense. It's improved from last year. And last year it was a pretty solid offense. Defense has improved and last year was a pretty solid defense. So really it just comes down to pitching. Are you know, is Garrett Richards gonna be healthy? Uh not Heaney. Uh he's out, but uh, you know, Shoemaker, he's looking pretty solid. What's our bullpen look like? Houston Street's down, so I think it's really all you know, just like last year, it's going to come down to pitching. And last year, I mean, the pitching staff was decimated, so uh, hopefully, this year it's it's going to be strong enough to uh, you know I, I think as as a realistic angels fan you know i'm i'm hoping for get in as a wild card and and maybe make some magic happen you know last time we had in 2014 had the best record in baseball yeah. and 
flamed yep. out three games, gone, because ran into a buzzsaw. You know, Kansas City was within one out of winning the World Series that year. So, you know, it, so... I definitely think that, you know, wildcard teams have, I don't want to say an advantage, but they just have that drive that's going. Sure. That, you know, every game their season is on the line versus a team like the, you know, 2014 Angels where in the last 15 games they're just uh, cruising along and trying to figure it out. So, uh, you know, to wait for the the end of the season. So it's... it it would be good to go in, I think, as a wild card, have some fire and and try to make some I I agree. <laughs> so you're telling me there's I, a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to just see playoff baseball again. <laughs> yeah. <It's> so good. <laughs> All right, moving on. That's plenty of uh, angels, right? We, yes. Nothing else we need to talk about. Angels, everything's covered. Yes. Ben, did you want to talk any more angels? No, I'm good. No. All right, then galaxy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now the party started. Oh. Galaxy. Ah, oh. uh, Eric, of course, usually takes the reins on this, but uh, but I suppose before we do, Michael, because he's just going to talk for like 20 minutes and, <laughs> and not leave any room for you. But uh, and Michael I, does have a ring. What are what are your he thoughts does. on this year's Galaxy team? There was a lot of lot of changes yeah, in the offseason. Big changes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of the big name players left, and the coaching staff left. So I think this year has really been a, a big question mark. Uh, you know, different than the Angels, where. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your two favorites, man. Different, oh, different than the, you're just in time. <laughs> different than the Angels, who you know have been decimated by injury. The Galaxy are coming in not a clean slate because we still have you know Jossie Zardes and and Giovanni Dos Santos and uh, even Brian Rowe, which that's you know been an interesting uh, development. So so I don't think it's a, a clean slate, but definitely a lot of question marks and and couldn't you know agree more with Josh Gessman, who you've had on here. You know it's just it's an exciting team to watch. Is the youth a lot of energy and they just don't quit. I mean that first game Ari Lasseter was going until the ninety fourth minute hustling and so it it's definitely not the star studded team at this point, but there's it's definitely fun soccer to watch and and i mean it was a it was a tough you know mls didn't do the galaxy any favors in in the schedule with opening at home fine but against the supporter shield winner from last right, season yeah. right. and then the you know one season removed defending champ in portland the next uh the next game so uh you know they went to real salt lake got a win they needed it so i think i think it's going to be a fun season uh you know i i am a homer so i, I always think they're <laughs> gonna do well but uh it, it's definitely uh, fun to watch my kind of guy always think they're gonna do well <laughs> oh, love it hammer Talk to us about your galaxy. Got two updates since, since we last uh, potted. They've played twice. So uh, the game that uh, Michael was referencing is they had a 1-0 loss to Portland. So I'll just kind of quickly recap that. Um, Portland scored a beautiful goal, a team goal. Oh, on the counterattack, like <laughs> they left they left the Galaxy defense kind of exposed there. And uh, the highlight from that game wasn't the the loss and the goal. It was our you know one of our favorite bald players, Yellow Van Dam, got two yellow cards in about three minutes. Horrible! Whoa! It Horrible! Was, it was it was it was a spectacle. And it, and the worst part about it is they were two pretty blatant dives. Oh, totally. So, so, I think I threw something yeah, at the TV. Yeah. I was like, it was it was horrible. So the the, <sighs> the moral victory part of it is they were down 
a man for most of the game and they fought hard. Like he was saying, these youngsters were going at it and, and they almost they almost tied the game. They they had an opportunity there um, and they did well to hold off Portland. So unfortunately, they still walked away with a loss. They went 0-2 for the first time, I believe, since uh, 2000 two or something like that. I don't know the exact stats, but you know, it was the first time in a long time that they started a season 0-2, but it was a moral victory in that you like the way they fought back. And this is almost like a bizarro LA Galaxy team, yeah. whereas in the well, past... it's not a tie. <laughs> they weren't tied. They played two games and they're Well, in years tie. past, they've had late game, late lapses in games, and here they're turning it on mm-hmm. late in games. So that's kind of the, the nice thing to see. But I do want to give a shout out to LA Galaxy's social media for absolutely <laughs> it was killing oh. Portland. <laughs> brilliant. On Twitter, they made a video of the Portland players diving and set it to music, and it was just beautiful. It was brilliant. Really? And they just, yeah, Portland claimed that they were going to come back with some retaliation, but Galaxy played the first hand and just went with the knockout punch you, right yeah. out the game. You know you did social media right when the league gets involved and is like, yeah, the league was uh, upset. we're not too happy about what you guys did. That's really? That's how you know you did something right. Yeah. That's a win. Aww, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then you know players from, from around the league were even commenting. Yeah, Alex Morgan, who plays for the women's national team, she said, you know, that was absolutely savage. So she, you know, <laughs> So give it, give it. Even though the Galaxy lost the game, they won. They won the social media battle. Oh, easily, easily. <laughs> and that's so, what matters. And that's what matters <laughs> this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so that being said, they went in uh, this past week away to Real Salt Lake, and so they were missing Yellow Van Dam to suspension. Giovanni Dos Santos. Wait a uh, minute! Don't you say that they review plays? You, so well, if they reviewed it and he dove, then why did they suspend him they, for a second game? They justified it in that. Don't get me started. <laughs> the first one wasn't for the foul. It was for dissent. So for talking back to the referee. And the second one, they said. Yeah, but he, he was talking back to the referee because the guy <laughs> took dove. a dive. I, I agree. <sighs> I agree. Victor, calm down. <laughs> I went on a Twitter rant, then, by the, the way. The second one was my favorite. <laughs> the second one was my favorite is he had the intent to trip him. But he didn't. Oh, please. so the suspension wow, held. Wow, you get suspended for intent. <laughs> intent, yeah. Oh, I'd be well, suspended every game because yeah. I want to punch someone in the head. But to be fair, he was suspended because of the red card, not yeah. because right. of. It's not like the league, like in the previous week, where they reviewed the play Correct. and then yeah. decided to suspend him. He was you're was automatically a- suspended when you get a red card for the next game. Yeah. So, so I didn't think that the. The suspect that the red card was going to be revoked, but I did think that maybe Portland would be given some suspension. But the pl- one of the players was fined, and the other one they didn't, you know, do anything. Especially given that the week before they had suspended one of the Galaxy players for they called it an embellishment. So, so I don't know what the league is thinking here, but uh, so that was the bummer. So the, they came into this game against Salt Lake with uh, Yellow Van Dam suspended. Giovanni Dos Santos was hurt in the previous game, and that's in addition to the other 2.6 million players who are injured. Jesse <laughs> is Ashley Cole, all these guys. So the youth is really being tested. So I looked for Emmanuel Boateng, which is everyone's favorite Game of Thrones oh, character, yeah. uh, to, to step it up because all of his career goals have come against Real Salt Lake. So this was his time to shine. And uh, the Galaxy went down 1-0 in the first half, but right before the end of the half, one of the Salt Lake players got a red card, very similar to what Yellow Van Dam had happened to him. Two yellow cards in quick succession. And so 
the Galaxy was able to capitalize on that. So with Dave, Dave Romney scored a beautiful goal, that and I sick. I just have to give yeah, credit. Nice. We'll we'll post it on our Twitter account. People like to give MLS a lot of flack that it's not quality, but you're not going to find a better strike on the hmm. ball off a of volley than Dave Romney did. And from a defender, from a defender, <laughs> and that, that's what my next point was going to be. There's all this talk about players being out of position. We're playing Dave Romney out of position. He's been involved in two out of the three goals, <laughs> and he scored an absolute rocket. Maybe he should be starting. At our go. forward spot, <laughs> Wait, you so, scored three goals in three games. Yes, three goals in three games. Exciting stuff. That's why I don't watch. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like I mentioned, Emmanuel Boateng, all of his goals have come against Salt Lake. So, of course, our uh, French midfielder played it across the box, and Emmanuel Boateng slotted it home for the game winner. Yeah, because that's what he does. Is he nice. scores goals, and then he killed Israel. a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So I, I'm all for uh, you know virtual reality, some VR technology. If we can get something implanted, so he thinks he's playing Salt Lake every oh, week. There we go. Uh, you know, some Terminator stuff going on. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. it. Because yeah. for some reason, when he plays them, he turned, you know, I don't know if it's a mental thing with him or a mental thing with the other team. Yeah. So I'm happy with the win, but the one caveat is it did come against a team that was down a man for a half. Okay. So they were able to to capitalize on But it was the on the road. Year, but it was on the road. So that's why I'm saying this is the bizarro LA Galaxy. Yeah. They don't have the stars. They're winning late in games. They're winning on the road and losing at home. So this is a completely different LA huh. Galaxy Galaxy team than you've seen in, in years past, which is, like like Michael said, it's exciting to watch. We may not get the results like they've gotten in years past, but it's exciting to watch. So nice. coming up next, they have Vancouver on April 1st, so the birthpla birthplace of Jeff Wilson, you know, <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, so, but, that's, but there's a two-week international break. So the the they do take a break for the United for the World Cup qualifiers and international games. And so how that's going to affect the Galaxy? Uh, Jermaine Jones and Sebastian Legette will join Team USA, and they have two crucial World Cup qualifying Huge. games. Because I, I think we touched on it on the show, but the U.S. went 0 and 2 in their first two qualifying games, which caused them to fire Jurgen Klingsman, and that's where Bruce Arena, former LA Galaxy coach. He's been brought in to save, to be the savior for men's soccer, to get them back on track. Uh -huh. So if you love soccer, these next matches coming up against uh. Honduras and against Panama are going to be huge. And if you hate soccer, then you're going to want to watch <laughs> these games too because you're going to want to see it. Enjoy that, Ben. And, and I just, <laughs> you're in. I see your lips moving, but I can't get away. <laughs> so I just hope uh, the, the game on the 24th, which is this Friday, uh, is in San Jose. And uh, Sebastian Legette, who plays for the LA Galaxy, he actually it was – from the Bay Area. So it'd be nice to see him kind of go back home and and represent the Galaxy and also represent our country and hopefully bring a win and get the yeah, USA back on track and yeah. then transfer that when he comes back to join the Galaxy again and get get on the right foot. So exciting That's times going on. Very for the exciting. <laughs> Michael, I got a question for yeah. you. Favorite name to a nail? Doesn't even have to be a current player. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I well... Alberto Cayaspo was fun. Oh, uh, that is fun. But, that's fun but to I, say, Alberto Cayaspo. Cayaspo. <laughs> Francisco. That's fun to say. <laughs> I'll say Mauricio. But I, mean, I, 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 I was going to bring up that. Yeah. I think right Mauricio, now, come probably on. Cole Calhoun is, is yeah? the one I get the most comments on. And that I just, I mean, I just can't. Kind of oh, like you help. do say Cole Calhoun. Let's hear it. Can you say it like you're like you're in the stands? Like I'm a, like I'm a dancing <laughs> chicken here? Yeah, How's yeah. That? Why not? <laughs> Leading off for your Angels, right fielder, number 56, Cole Calhoun. Yes! Nice. Nice. Well done. So awesome.
Sounds like a Thank gunslinger. Thank you for doing that. Now do one of Ben scoring a goal for I the LA Galaxy. Oh. From, the hate, from the hate couch. From the hate couch. <laughs> oh, we got to get Michael to announce the next time you're th- making some ridiculous yep. bet or something. That's fine. That's fine. I do want a couple more warm-up tosses, though, yeah. just to say. <laughs> it won't change anything. Uh, yes! It may, it may not, but they promised me I was going to get five warm-up tosses. Uh, Michael, you are always welcome here. <laughs> ben, you made the trek over here with uh, with a sick wife and kiddo at home, and you just flew in. Yes. We'll give you a couple seconds to talk <laughs> Raiders. Uh, the One. only thing I want to say about the Raiders is that Latavius Murray signed with the Minnesota uh, team. and that the, the Vikings? Jet lag. I'm a little yeah. jet lag. The Minnesota Vikings. The and twins? so the Raiders right now are looking <laughs> at either getting Adrian Peterson, which would be nice, but they're also looking at getting Marshawn Lynch out of retirement. Wow. So I think that that can be interesting because when he left, I think he still had some mileage left, some tread left on the tires. And I think that the Raiders kind of fit his personality. And oh, they've yeah. got the second best offensive line in football. So I think you put a Marshawn Lynch behind him, it's going to keep the defense honest, and it's going to it's going to open up the downfield uh, passing lanes <laughs> for Derek Carr, and it's going to be a good looking. You're season. way too so, happy about this. He's I'll smiling tell you right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> option, I'm real happy. So we'll see what happens. I didn't think he was the wishful thinker guy. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's because he's on the armrest. I'm sorry, I told Jeff that in the beginning of seasons, I'm very much like Jeff is with rainbows and butterflies, but about the second game in, I'm like, ah, you know what? I call it like I see it. That's so true. Because, I'm sorry, that's a huge step down from Latavius Murray. Either of those guys. Not No no I, offense agreed. to them, but no, agreed. They he don't can't have, be they happy don't about that. They're, they're not going to run between the tackles the beast. way he does. No, I, I totally agree with you, but you know, at this point, you have to look at our options, and Adrian Peterson has been an, an MVP candidate. He's been an all-star for all these years, and I think that he can lead. He can lead the Raiders for a, a season or two in the back. Doesn't field. he talk trash about Albert Pujols though? Yeah, because he, <laughs> yes. he sounds very Albert Pujols. Especially a player coming Listen, out of retirement. You're not going to sign him for five years and for a hundred million dollars. That's yeah. okay. That's stupid. But if if you know, <laughs> and the thing is with the NFL is that great. they don't have guaranteed <laughs> contracts. So so worst case scenario is that they have to sign him to two guaranteed two years. years. Yeah. And then they you can drop him, him mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. And so I think either of those two players have got two good years in them. Now, they've tried to do this before with the, the guy from UCLA, Maurice Jones-Drew, and that didn't pan out because he was towards the end of his career. And so what we might end up seeing is that we might see that it doesn't pan out, and maybe they need to go out and find somebody else. And I totally agree with Michael that the, neither of those players right now are where Latavius Murray is because of his, his speed, his athleticism, and his size. But... I think to fill the backfield and to keep the defense honest, I think that those two guys can do that for the Raiders over the next two years. I'm just going to leave it at this. Don't get your hopes up. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about pools for those next five years? Not bad, not bad. (laughs) I think he'll keep the offense honest. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, we got to get out of here. We are way over time, but uh, before we do, do check we need out to say that King's anymore? Show. I know, I know. I don't know why we're we even bother. Yeah. Has this been a half hour yet? Uh, for your King's news, check out the King's show. They are 
they're actually imploding. And yeah, this week's show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the guys are doing a great job of uh, of uh, actually they're they're not even rainbows and butterflies. No, they're anymore, all but they're, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're giving you the real deal. Uh, so check out the King Show, Guys in Shorts King Show, and of course you can find that on iTunes and SoundCloud. You could also apply to the Jordan Heckman School of Hockey online. Yes, taking classes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. There's Shout night out classes to you, and uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> night class. Get your certificate. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Michael Araujo. Thank you so much for coming. Well done. Real quick, last, last yeah. final thought, your, your Jerry Springer final thought. <laughs> if there's any <laughs> aspiring stadium announcers out there listening, is there is there like a piece of advice you'd have for them? One, just get get a spot behind a microphone because you never know who's listening. You never know what can happen. So whether it's volunteering, I mean, that's how I started out in the sports industry. I was volunteering. So get out there, volunteer, and and just make yourself indispensable. Just because you're the announcer doesn't, I mean, I, I told you a story offline, but uh, I was I was announcing a Women's World Cup and at StubHub Center, and I was pushing towels to the visiting locker room because my goal was to just be invaluable. So whatever you do, you know, get out there, volunteer, find a spot. And whether it's high school, college, just keep going and fake it till you make it if you have to, but just be indispensable. That's awesome. And Solid advice. Actually, yeah. in life in general, that's that's great yeah. advice. Yeah. And don't think that I don't see right through that taking towels to the women's locker room. I know I exactly. want to bring that up. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. No, yeah. I'm volunteering. Yeah. Well, yeah. In my defense, the teams were not there yet. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Well played. Well played. Oh, Michael, thank you again yeah, for sure. stopping. Thank, thank, thank you. We Good appreciate stuff. it. Good stuff. You are welcome anytime, my friend. Uh, that's it for us. Find us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're also on Facebook and online at guysinshorts.com where you can visit our store. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for us, you can do that at 562-450-3356. And as always, please share the show, review it on iTunes, subscribe, all that good stuff. Think that's it? We're out of here. That's it. An hour and a half later. Yeah. <laughs> For Victor Costello, Darren Beza, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer, Michael Arajo, I am Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Leading off for your Angels, right fielder, number 56, Cole Calhoun. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well done. So awesome. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs>